Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. Do you aspire to become the best leader you can be? Then come along with me and GLE. Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What is up, GLE Network? Phil here, another episode of the Go Lead Everything podcast. I am pumped today to have a guest I've been trying to get on for quite a while. And she is an absolute rock star with some really, really, really fantastic insights into the fashion world, into how to personal brand, social media, dress for success, the power of first impressions. And she, in her social media content, if you follow her, you can find her on LinkedIn. She's on Instagram. She's just killing it. And her content's rocking. And she's helping a ton of men and women and busy executives just absolutely look their best. And uh, I'm thrilled to talk fashion with her today. Sterling Warner, welcome to GLE. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for bearing with my schedule and having me on. <laughs> 100%. I'm glad you can make it. And, uh, you know, most people that know me know that I like to dress up. And, uh, you know, I've taken a lot of comments over the years about, you know, why, you know, why are you always so dressed up, Phil? And why, you know, why are you always putting on a jacket? I've always been kind of the sport coat, boots and jeans guys. And my, my, wife has me branching into like fashion sneakers and stuff that that I would never would have tried before, but they're way more comfortable than cowboy boots. Um, but I'm passionate about it. It's a topic I'm passionate about. So I'm thrilled to, to bring you on and, and sort of hear, um, your perspective on it. So before we dive into that, I know you have a pretty cool story and how you got to Tom James and, um, what you're doing today. So maybe give us the, the 360 of Sterling Warner before we get rolling. Cool. Um, so I am from a super small town south of San Antonio called Pleasanton. Um, to be honest, I always tell this story as uh, I didn't even know that my job was a job or career path or profession growing up. Um, I obviously I'm a clothier, so I help busy men and women um, curate wardrobes for their lifestyles. So whether it be business casual with every now and again, suits and whatnot, um, to I do custom t-shirts and custom shorts, which I sold a bunch today. Um, so I grew up in a small town. I am the daughter of a principal. My mom was a principal. My dad was, I call him a serial entrepreneur who's always making money doing something. And so um, I say I got my work ethic from both of them. And I went to school at AM. Um, I studied marketing and sales. Um, and I knew I wanted to do something outside sales. I was actually the president of the sales organization at AM at the time. It was called Pi Sigma Epsilon. And so I was the girl that was responsible for getting other people in the organization sales jobs. And I was only going to, you know, apply and try to get one job. And that was going to be medical device sales. And I went through the whole interview process and I got denied. And I remember thinking, how did they just deny the president of the, the sales organization, the sales job? And so I went back to the drawing board and I thought, okay, well, what is both hundred percent commission, something I could really grow my business and work hard because I knew I was an above average worker. And I wanted 
a sexy product. I didn't want to go sell chip displays, you know, at PepsiCo, or I don't want to go whatever they're selling, insurance, things like that. And I said, okay, well, this suit gig, at least it'll be a great networking opportunity. I've said, I've always been a people person. I love to meet people. I love to network, but okay, well, this job is hundred percent commission. So I know I can work harder than most people. Um, the demographic that I'm selling to are the people that I need to be rubbing elbows with anyways, to set me up for future success. And so I'll go in there network, find a better job in a few years. And then it has just become, I call it my lucrative hobby. I'm obsessed with my job. I'm obsessed with growing my brand. I'm obsessed with my clients. And I feel like all day long, I get to just hang out with my best friends. And, you know, life is about the nuggets you get from other people and how you can apply them to your, your life. And I feel like I am so blessed to be surrounded by the most successful, insightful people that have failed and succeeded more than most people will ever, um, and just get to grow from that. Very cool. You said your dad was a serial entrepreneur. What kind of, what kind of stuff was he into? I've seen that man sell everything. So, um, it's funny because I was going through the interview process, trying to get into college and, or get in the process of getting into college. And I'm like, And it was, uh, my dad worked for MI Swaku at the, t- at the time as a mud engineer. So he technically, he had his own businesses, all me growing up. And then he always had his side hustles and his passion projects and everything from selling four wheelers. He would build at the local flea markets to running his full-time business Monday through Saturday, which was actually telecommunications. Um, so cell phones and pagers back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that kind of market crashed, he went into oil and gas because I was from San Antonio and he had a good opportunity to go make a lot of money selling mud, essentially and mud product. So I was in my scholarship um, interview with his company. And I was like, yeah, you know, I get my sales ability from my dad. He could literally sell dirt. And they were like, well, that's what he does. So let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's just <laughs> always doing something. He's a big flipper, likes to buy things, flip them, buy yeah. businesses, flip them. So I've, I've always had a good um, kind of background of that entrepreneurial side and that hustler and, you know, growing up. Yeah. Super cool. Well, y'all, if you're not following Sterling, you need to be. So if you're on LinkedIn, you're a professional networker, you know, using using the LinkedIn platform, find her at Sterling Warner, S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G-W-O-E-R-N-E-R. And you can also find her on Instagram at Sterling Sells Suits. And I, I got to tell you, Sterling, like your your content, even since I met you, your content has, has just not done nothing but step its game up. Every post I see, like it's looking yeah. really cool. Well, and so with my company, um, there was a big shift. I was, you know, we, we, we coined the term paradigm shifts often in our career, um, just because my company is very forward minded and focused on personal development as well as career and financial and things like that. And one of my big goals for 2021 was to qualify for this program called the car and driver. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's essentially where my company gives me an allotment every month to pay for a full-time driver, as well as all the expenses for the vehicle, the gas, et cetera. And so because I've had so much more free time in my head, emotional free time and intellectual free time, because I'm not on the road driving eight hours a day, seeing clients, I've been able to really expand into the creativity of like branding, networking, um, partnering with all different kinds of um, businesses around town. And um, so it's been really cool to see how you can switch gears with your mentality and your mindset and put it into something else to help grow your business. That's awesome. So one of my favorite TV shows, many people probably know this about me too, is the show Suits. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I always love just like the whole idea of having a personal driver. I know it may sound snobby, but it's got to be amazing. 
Yeah. Everyone laughs at me, all my friends. Cause you know, I'm the first, well, I'm not the first person. But I'll be the person to be like, Oh, my driver can pick us up. And they're like, Sterling, you can't casually just say your driver will come pick you up when yeah. we're going to the bars on 19th street. Right. <laughs> but, no, but it's, it is the biggest blessing. And it's like, I, I don't think I could ever not have a driver at this point. Like I'm, I'm a lifer at Tom James because they they've sweetened the pot so much to where I get to spend all day hanging out with my clients, selling clothing, making people look good and feel good. And could be driven around in the process. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. You know, great point too for the entrepreneurs. We're always thinking about, you know, what can we hire out? And many people don't think about how much time they spend driving. Just something as simple as that. So, you know, it's, if you that, haven't thought about it, it's another thing that can be hired out. That was the biggest pivot in my career so far in my career where I really like, I was always like on a path of like kind of trailblazing for the company as far as breaking records and things like that. But it wasn't until I said, I'm going to outsource everything that does not directly make me money. That's whenever my business grew to the next level. Like so much to the fact where I hire my sister who lives down the street to pick up and take my dog to daycare every day for me. Cause it's time. I don't want to spend sitting and traffic and whatever it may be that I can be more productive and creative in areas that are building my business and um, making me money. Yeah. hundred percent. Hey, if, if, uh, if that's the goal, then you're doing it right. Sterling. You're yeah. doing it right. And uh, it's impressive. So let's touch on sort of mentality for, mm-hmm. you know, looking good. You know, lots of people maybe come from a a background where perhaps in their families they heard stuff like, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't judge a book by its cover. You know, they think it's superficial sort of, you know, you're putting a, putting a suit on a turd, right? And, and trying mm-hmm. to like it's almost like people think it's fake to right. dress up and look good. So give us yeah. some good mindset and perspective on the power and why it's so important. Like why, why is it so important to you? So I think there's several players and like, you can go back and you can do the the statistics and you could do the research about how putting on a suit makes you perform better and this, that, and the other. And yes, all of that is true. Um, I think we all hit that lull in the middle of the pandemic where we're like, okay, we're not seeing clients. We're not seeing people. I'm going to do the whole dress from the waist up because I can get by, but that mentality almost absorbed people's work mentality as well. And this is just a trend that after talking with several of my clients and talking about business left and right, and the, the transition from pandemic business and post-pandemic business, um, one of my big like revelations through all of this was the people that grinded through the pandemic and still put the right clothing on and still went into the office or still got dressed to work from home. Those are the people that are leaps and bounds hitting their goals this year. They've almost come back tenfold, myself included. I would put on a full suit to sit behind a Zoom call and hopefully sell some shirts over the, you know, over the course of the day. And that was my win. Yeah. Um, every single day I got up, did my hair, did my makeup, put on a suit because it puts you, puts you back in the mindset of I'm here to make an impression. I'm here to look the part. A lot of what my job is, I can't go and recommend someone to invest $2,500 in a suit of this super fine merino wool blended with silk and cashmere that's expertly handcrafted and made in the States. If I'm wearing yoga pants, I haven't done my hair and makeup in three days. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I always said, you know, and I tell this to my clients, just because you don't have to, doesn't mean you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And people will always treat you better when you're dressed better. 
So, and I still have that conversation with people all the time. Well, I'm the boss. I don't have to, I'm like Steve Jobs. I'm just wearing a t-shirt and jeans. That's where I come in and say, okay, you can be like Steve Jobs and you can outsource your clothing and give it to me and let me be responsible for making sure you look the part for your job. Um, so, you know, I think there are a bunch of different takes on how you can look at it, but mm -hmm. the people that continue to dress up during the pandemic, and I can say this from a bird's eye view, looking back and looking at all my clients and their, and their success um, since we've kind of let up mm -hmm. is those that are absolutely crushing it and killing it and taking their business to the next level are the ones that continue to dress up and show up every single day. So I love it. That's right on, you know, coming from an athletics background, right? Like you got, I played a little baseball in college and lots of the, the baseball guys can, can be a little prima donna mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, they got their chains and they got their wristbands and they, you know, they, their hats gotta be perfect and clean mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And, uh, then you got kind of the opposite spectrum of that. You got kind of these rugged bad boys. You don't worry about any of that stuff. But there's something to the whole uniform mentality and, you know, I'm putting on my uniform to go do a job and it, you know, it stems back from the military days. And I think that's some of the history with, with some of the traditional fashion even is military uniforms. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the you know, putting on those types of clothing do really have an, an aspect that affects your mentality and, um, 100% people treat you better when you dress up. I know being somebody that has done a lot of traveling in my day, I started just wearing, you know, just throwing on a sport show, sport coat when I'm, when I'm flying and, and mm -hmm. being one of those people that doesn't wear my pajamas on the airplane. And, exactly. uh, you know, you get treated so much better when you do that. Like exactly. Night and Hands day. Better. Yeah. And now it's great because we have, fabrics that are we say they're your travel fabrics they have stretch they don't wrinkle they can you can be just as comfortable in a suit as you would in something that is not a suit and i know personally from experience it's you know when i, I would get on an airplane and if, if i was going on vacation non-work related and i was wearing even the cutest athleisure outfit that could be that could cost an arm and a leg it still did not compare to the level i was treated both in and out of security getting right. upgraded for free because I was in a suit compared to everyone else, um, to first class, um, to where now I have this vision of who I want to be and who, who I want to be to other people. And that is what every single day determines how I dress and the image that I bring to the table. So I think, you know, your image is so much more than just your physical appearance. Yeah. Um, obviously that's the first and most important thing, but it's also how you carry yourself. And I think dressing the part helps you carry yourself in a more confident way that translates into how people treat you. Sterling, I love your comment, who you want to be to other people. Mm -hmm. And that's something I think people miss when it comes to fashion very often is that what, how you dress really shows what you think of the people you're around and the 100%. level of respect you have for them. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? A hundred percent. And to me, you know, I think there's a lot of confusion these days as well. Like I'm actually spending a lot more time going back in and re-explaining and recreating and going back to the drawing board with a lot of my clients who were so suit shirt, suit, shirt and tie for so many years. And now it's, you know, fashions change and um, now it's more dressed for your day, but there is a uniform way to do that. There's a strategic way to build a wardrobe so that you can do that without a lot of thought. And I always tell people that 
you know, it's, you're not always dressing up for you or your significant other. You're dressing up for the people in the room who are associated with you or that can be associated with you one day. So, mm -hmm. yeah, hundred percent. So I'm a guy obviously. And a lot of people that listen to GLE are men as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start out with some, some kind of men fashion questions that I have. Bring um, them on. So what can like you, you obviously work with tons of individuals. What do you see most that, that men are missing maybe in their wardrobe or, or maybe small sorts of types of changes? I know I'm kind of diving into specifics here right off the mm -hmm. gate, but you know, what are the, what are the one, two, three tips that you see where men could really step their game up with small incremental changes to their wardrobe? Right. So, um, before pandemic and now I feel like it's changed a lot. So I'm going to keep it relevant with today's times. Um, the thing that everybody is getting these days is your social suit. So there are less extremely business formal meetings, less suit shirt tie occasions, a little bit more friendly or um, open-ended, if you will. So instead of going the uber conservative three-piece navy suit with a white shirt and a tie, there is something called the kind of the that social suit. So it's something you'd wear open collar. It's a friendlier shade of blue. It's something that could be both for a nice dinner meeting to a boardroom meeting to a luncheon to maybe keep the jacket on and pair it with jeans. Um, so having the versatile piece that can be applicable for just about any occasion. And I'll tell guys left and right, I am, although I love nice things and I love putting nice things in my guy's closet, I'm a minimal minimalist for my clients. Mm -hmm. Most of my guys don't need a walk-in closet full of suits anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's where I tell guys too, there is a benefit of going custom. You need less pieces at a higher caliber and higher quality. Then I'll teach you how to be versatile with them. Um, so it's all about minimalism, but also like being really sharp and strategic with the pieces you're putting in your wardrobe. So you can switch between whatever events you have going on in your life. Yeah. 100%. So the social suit to circle back social suit, everyone's getting one of those. Sure. And simply all that means is a friendlier, brighter shade of blue, maybe with a little pattern, but more texture than anything mm -hmm. and keeping it really nice. And I would say, do you want to look rich or bold? The bold suit stands out. The rich suit just brings a level of uh, sophistication and confidence to the room. Okay. So what if I'm somebody in like a business casual sort of work scenario and you know, I, I wear my khakis and my polo. That's kind of my go-to. Like, wh what would you say if maybe you're in an environment where like throwing on a sport coat is going to really make you stand out? Would you still maybe mm -hmm. do something like that? Or, or I would. And I always say like, if you're the person who we actually now have these um, jackets, they're called like deconstructed or casual jackets. Throughout the pandemic, we launched an entire line of custom comfort. So all that means is stretch, flexibility, travels well, yeah. um, low maintenance. And this is for the guy that doesn't need a whole lot, but needs maybe that one great blazer to keep hanging in his truck so they can put it over his polo and his jeans or his five pocket pants or chinos. Sure. Um, so I would say keep it minimal with those when you're not wearing things as often. Keep whatever you have simple because you don't want to be the same guy in the bright, bold window pane blazer everywhere you go. Right. So don't be remembered by the pattern be remembered by the fit and the sophistication of everything looking the part. And you can be smart, casual to business casual. Um, 
with a nice, proper fitting, simple blazer. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, so lots of folks now these days, I mean like the jeans and jacket sort of look has been around forever. And y'all, if you don't have stretch jeans, like stretch jeans have changed my life. Sterling. I can, like, I can attend to it. We oh sell custom gosh. jeans now. And that is usually my segue into a meeting. If I call someone and they're like, yeah, I'm casual. I'm like, well, do you have custom jeans yet? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, you don't like, we should really get in, get involved with these custom jeans because they're amazing. And so sure. yes, custom jeans make up a huge part of my business, especially in Texas where I call it like the good old boys, the right. jeans, the boots and the blazers. Yeah. So I've, I've had some made to measure custom clothing. This jacket actually I'm wearing is a made to measure custom jacket that I've had, but I've never gone the, the bespoke route. And many people maybe don't even know what bespoke means. What's, what's the, what's the difference between bespoke and just like your made to measure custom? So a lot of the times, one thing that's kind of interesting is this industry that I'm in is almost really in like unregulated. And so there's a lot of terms that are um, used interchangeably that mean technically very different things. Um, we coined the term bespoke is essentially made by hand. And we have within Tom James, we have all these different levels of luxury based on the amount of hand workmanship and the cloth that goes into them. So when you go to the top, it's Oxford, which Oxford is America's last bespoke garments, hundred percent hand cut, hand stitch made by hand in Chicago. And then anything that's not hundred percent, that's kind of more like you're made to measure um, or like we call it fully custom. So we take all of your measurements down to the eighth of an inch and that is still a fully custom garment. It's mm -hmm. not bespoke, but it is made for your body. It's not yeah. something taken off the rack and trimmed down to you. Um, so bespoke essentially just means made by hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I know for me, being a bigger guy, always kind of a more athletic fit, mm -hmm. finding stuff at Men's Warehouse, a lot of my stuff is still the Men's Warehouse sort of, uh, you know, type of off the rack you know, go get it tailored stuff. And I, the made to measure custom stuff fit. The fit is unbelievable. Like, I don't, I don't know if guys who haven't done that understand how comfortable you can be in a jacket because they're probably yeah. used to some, some junk. It, it makes all the difference in the world. Doesn't it? It does. And what I tell guys a lot is buy once, cry once, but you'll have it and you'll love it for a long time. And it's one of those things where, okay, go get something off the rack. And I, I say, I sell clothing, but I'm in the business of convenience. I sell your time back to you. And being someone who operates at 100% commission, there is nothing more valuable than time. Being someone that runs a business essentially by myself, there are so many things that I would do and would pay for if it saved me incremental time here and there. And so, yes, I sell super high quality, beautifully tailored custom garments, but the amount of time I save guys when they've invested maybe a thousand dollars into a suit today, but they get to reap the benefits of the relationship we then have for five. Now I've been doing this for five years, five years of think about how much time you would save if you never had to go back to the mall. Mm -hmm. Think about how much time you would save if you never had to go to a tailor shop to get your stuff altered after spending money at the mall. Right. Think about all the time that you break a button off or a bust to him or rip your pants or whatever it may be that you then have to go get it fixed at a tailoring shop. Those are all a part of the service that 
is included oh, wow. when you purchase something from me. Yeah. Wow. So I say my, my job is, or my role with guys is, and women is not transactional. It's very much a um, relationship we build to where I have guys that say, Hey, Sterling, I ripped my pants today. Can you come pick them up and fix them? So, yep. I will send my assistant. We'll have them in the tailor shop today and we'll bring it back to you next week. So yeah. the, the convenience of the, and the comfort of shopping from your home or your office, but then having that person that handles all of your wardrobe related needs or issues or problems. That's what saves guys time in the long run. That's awesome. I didn't know y'all did all that. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. We, uh, we were talking a little bit about, you know, the pandemic and people either maybe, you know, kind of got undisciplined maybe and or uh, got extremely disciplined and really stepped their game up. And I was one of those kind of in the beginning of the pandemic where, I you know, I kind of let myself go a little bit. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of my clothes stopped fitting and I had to go get some fat clothes. And you know, now <laughs> I'm kind of tailoring back. But, you know, is, is that something y'all do even like because I know fit oh, yeah. for me is like most people don't understand how important just having good fitting clothing. It doesn't even have to be expensive clothing, but like if your clothing fits, it makes yep. all the difference in the world. It, do y'all do that? Like if, if my fit oh, yeah. were so, to change, yeah. you would come and, and retailer all that stuff. I have clients who I call them yo-yos and moving targets where they're like, certainly gained 30 pounds, certainly lost 30 pounds, sterling. I'm, back up 30 pounds again. And so we service the clothing for the life of it. So it is very regular that I get a call and says, Hey, can you help me? I need some, some tailoring on the clothing I bought from you a year ago. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's make an appointment. I'll see you at your office on Tuesday. So wow. it's very much you get you with clothing. Number one, you get what you pay for as far as the quality of the clothing itself, but you're investing in the service that saves you time. And sure. that's my biggest selling point these days. Cause no one has time. Yeah. That's amazing. It's, that's awesome. Um, what are some things you see men doing in their fashion world that are just absolute no nos? Like, are there small little, little things that you see guys doing where you're like that, that piece should not be ever in your closet again, throw it, throw it away. As a yeah. I think as a clothier, we all have our little like ticks that like we see and it just drives us absolutely nuts. <laughs> yeah. And my two like ticks, are maybe I kind of actually list out a handful. Um, when the sleeve length is too long, like, and it's like hanging down like this, sure. yeah, yeah, that yeah. is like something that like, I will go up to a guy at, at a random in the hallway or in the tunnels and be like, Hey, you need, you need someone to do your clothing for you. Uh, so that's something <laughs> that I can always tell if someone is not wearing custom. Sure. Um, and then another thing is guys, if you don't know this already, the difference Actually, let's ask you, do you know the difference between a blazer and a suit jacket? The buttons. Yes. Okay, good. I've so, done a lot of research into clothing. It's, it's like a weird hobby of mine, but yeah. Okay, good. So the bla a blazer, the reason we know this is not a, this is a suit, but it's different for men, um, is these buttons are gold, they're metal, they stand out against the suit itself. Um, whereas if you, I were to buy this white suit off the rack, so is that a are those navy? Yeah, they're navy. This is a suit. It's a suit jacket. So, what pants are you wearing? I am, dude. I'm so pandemic right now. Come on. I oh my gosh! Are those I did basketball it to you. shorts? So we before the show, Sterling was like, "Hey, can we move this up?" I was like, "No, Sterling. I have a, an appointment, and so I'm, I'm busy." And I was getting a pedicure. Just to, no, oh my gosh! Hey, I can appreciate self care. That's fine. <laughs> um, so yes, the buttons. Do not be the guy wearing the navy blazer with the navy buttons and the khaki pants. Like I can see from a mile away, and I don't like it. Um, 
The other thing are three button coats. And that's, a, that's what I'm like, oh, you got a three button coat on, let's, we got to clean the closet out. Mm -hmm. um, trying to think if there's anything else that really grinds my gears. So three button coats are, abs are out. No. What about when they have a three button coat and they button all three buttons? Horrible. Don't ever. <laughs> there's that meme that's like, or the gif or whatever it's called, where it's like always, sometimes, never, or always, yeah. Yeah. sometimes, always, never. Yeah. So yeah. never button the bottom button. I think there was like a bachelor contestant one day that I, yeah, there was that had both buttoned and Oof. everyone in my industry, like everyone in my company was like, oh, yeah. did you see the guy with both of his buttons? Oh my gosh. That's I so know. Funny. I know so it's so funny because people like socially, I don't, obviously I wear my suits a lot, but I'm not necessarily going to wear my suits out in a social, a mm -hmm. truly social setting, mm -hmm. but everyone's like, um, always a little self-conscious when they have to go places with me because they're like, you're going to outdress me everywhere you go. And I'm like, no, I'm casual and I'm casual. Right. So good. There's a couple things. So a few of, a few of mine that really helped me out and I learned them like since I became a, a business professional and started looking into clothing. One was I didn't know how to lace dress shoes properly. And so when I see people with like crisscross, like mm -hmm. basketball shoe lacing yeah. their Oxfords, their formal Oxford dress shoes, I'm just like, so cringe. And that's your, that's your oh, tick. <laughs> grinds me or bacon belt, which I'm guilty of. Cause I got fat, What's but do you know what bacon belt, belt is? Uh -huh. It's when you've, you've gotten big and then small again. So like you can see how you've used different belt loops on your belt and your belt's like worn out and looks like a piece of oh bacon. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of that. Yeah. If you, if you know the bacon belt term, just spend a hundred dollars on a new belt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. So we've covered some dude stuff. What, uh, anything else you'd want to cover for guys? Um, one thing that I'm kind of like going through and making sure that most of my guys know, especially whenever I start working with a client for the first time is that the one color I don't sell to men anymore is black. It's kind of, it's okay for your Mary and Barry, but a lot of guys still think that you should be wearing black suits places, but black is kind of, you know, it's either extremely formal or it's super, it's really only for Mary and Barry. So I don't really sell black pants unless you have like a gorgeous gray blazer that just looks stunning with it. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of out with the black and with the blue. And then I really kind of stray away from really dark charcoals as well, kind of going more medium gray. And in case you are wondering, which probably most people know, this is first time you meet someone, your opening color should be always be a blue. Um, but yeah, these are just small things that I like to share with guys who a don't have the time to know these things or B have never been interested in them. That's where I come in and I just take care of it for you. Sure. So for guys, blue suit, absolute must dark Navy, light absolute Navy must. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I, I say, if you have, if you need one suit, if you're the guy that I'm in cargo shorts and flip flops and work from home, you still need at least one nice updated Navy suit. And I always say, I always recommend the three piece because the one time you need it, it pays for itself. Uh, but yeah, updated sure. Navy suit. What, and what other colors? Say, the, I need, I'm a guy. I need three suits to to put together my wardrobe. What do you? What do you I would do with? two blues and a and a mid gray because you could do your navy as you're kind of more conservative sure. to where you wear it to business functions, board meetings, yeah. um, social engagements, weddings. Mm -hmm. A mid blue is kind of your friendly blue. It's that Air Force blue, a little bit lighter in color. Yeah. That's uh -huh. kind of your year round casual suit. 
Yeah. That's the casual soup. And a lot of times I do this in a texture. So a bird's eye, a tick weave, something with a noticeable texture mm-hmm. so that it doesn't look extremely formal or conservative. Sure. And then the last one would be a mid gray, um, something that can be worn year round. Again, it's a little bit friendlier than your charcoal, mm-hmm. um, but every guy needs one, at least one, but I, I usually put three suits in a guy's closet when they're not wearing suits. And when they're sure. wearing suits regularly, that opens it up for a whole new discussion. Yeah, for sure. I have a blue light, lighter blue, sort of like you were talking about, sort of like a Royal, not necessarily a Royal, but you know, a lighter blue jacket that I absolutely love. And I've actually gotten more compliments on that jacket than any other jacket. It's just a sport coat that I bought. And, uh, I get so many compliments on it. It's, it literally blows my mind just, just because of the color. They're like, I love the color of your jacket. And a lot of times I tell guys like you can drop the pattern. You don't need pattern to stand out. You can do it in color, color and texture. That's how you look rich, not bold. When I see the guy in the blue plaid jacket, which I sell those every day, all day long, but that is your business casual jacket. When I see the guy in something with like a nice silk hop sack blend that has a little bit more elevated texture to it, that's the guy with taste that has, Mm -hmm. you know, the pigmentation in there that, you know, it just, it looks nicer versus louder. More yeah. More nice, more so mixing patterns, mm-hmm. is that a no, no, is it doable? Oh, I love, I, I, when well, I'm the biggest fan of stripes right now, stri- uh, pinstripes are making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Every single one of my clients is getting a pinstripe right now, whether you're casual or dressed up. I think there's nothing sharper than a really nice dark Navy pinstripe with a subtle kind of chalk stripe where it's not real loud or real bold, but it's mm-hmm. really faint and wearing that with a really nice fitting polo and being uber casual with it. It just, it's a different level of sophistication and confidence. And it's kind of the new, it's the new it piece. Um, so that's for the guy that's extremely fashion forward. And I do all the time. I, I like to mix, you know, if my guy gets a pattern sport coat. I will purposely sell them a shirt with a pattern also. So I can teach them how to mix and match things together. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I, like, I like mixing patterns. Um, general rule of thumb is I keep what I always go for more textured or smaller micro patterns versus big patterns for shirts. Cause it's a lot easier to pair with other jackets. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So let's put together before we get off the guy topic, let's put together like one outfit. If, if you had to like your everyday guy, like smart, casual type of outfit for a guy like, who could, yeah. What, he could, yeah, like I could wear it to, to my work cause they allow jeans now. So it's a little more casual. They allow like, you know, fashion yeah. sneaks and stuff like that. Or I could, you know, it, it would be great for a Friday out to a nice dinner or whatever, because even dress codes at restaurants are pretty casual now. What uh, what would you piece together, starting from the top to the bottom or bottom top, whatever? So I will give you this super secret insight as long as you don't go take it and run to Men's Warehouse with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I promise. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So I kind of talk in capsules or, or kind of like packages with my guys who they're like, Hey, I'm not going to be a super regular buyer, but I haven't bought any clothing since the pandemic. And I need, you know, a little bit of a wardrobe uplift and something that's super versatile with my lifestyle. I'm not really going out and seeing a lot of clients, but there is the occasion where I want to look nice. Um, it would probably be a full suit outfit, a sport coat outfit, a pair of jeans, a couple of nice polos, a pair of loafers and a dress shoe and the belts that match. But for the suit, like I get, like I said, again, depending on the nature of their work, if they're in financial, if they're in 
um, kind of something more corporate America. You go darker navy if it's like I said, a little bit more conservative. You just want a nice going out suit. Mm-hmm. Take your wife to a nice dinner. Meet a um, a potential business partner, whatever it may be. Doing that kind of heightened blue, Air Force blue, open collar shirt. And a lot of times I say keep it simple when you first start out. Get an updated you know selection of textured whites and blues that are really easy. People like the uniform mentality. People feel good in the uniform mentality. Don't go crazy. And a lot of guys will, you know, they come and see me and they're like, well, I already have a lot of blue in my closet. And I say, but what's the first thing you grab? Something blue. Well, it makes sense to have more options in blue. So you're not grabbing the same blue thing. So um, I'll sell a guy a full wardrobe worth of blues because that is their color. It's their confidence. And you can have a ton of different variations of it and still stay in the same color scheme and still have a lot of different uses um, for the pieces. So my number one go-to right now, I've got these deconstructed casual stretch blazers where if you go look on my Instagram, they're all over my Instagram, but you can literally pull them and stretch them and they go back. They never wrinkle. They always fit. They're extremely comfortable. I say it's like the Lululemon version of a blazer and doing that in a nice dark Navy or a heightened Royal French blue with a pair of dark denim and a polo is to me, one of the nicest smart casual looks you can put together. Nice. Very Mm -hmm. nice. Do they have, are you shoulder pads or no pads? Are are we putting, I do everything soft constructed these days because we're a little bit more casual. If someone said I need a nice three piece suit, beautiful, they want it to be a statement. I still kind of do a softer shoulder, but I'll keep Mm -hmm. the structure there. Whereas these stretch blazers and things like that are meant to be deconstructed. They're meant to hang and drape a little bit more casually. Um, So yeah, I think there's a time and a place and that's all a part of it is, you know, I come in and I, I teach you how to wear your clothing too. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. So switch into the, the ladies who may be listening. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a, a lot of really good uh, women's business attire and, and other things you've been posting. Obviously, you sport it all the time Every and day. are always looking good. So what, what do the women need to be looking at? So I actually posted this today. I said, you don't have to be in a business professional setting to invest in custom for women. Um, I kind of got my, you know, put my foot in the door working with women when the pandemic happened, we relaunched our women's line and I'm proud to say, you know, I've got almost 50% of my business now is women. Dang. Um, and I kind of got my start into that with working with the wives of all my husbands during the pandemic, when the husbands were set, I'd never spent time working with women. And I was like, I'm going to learn this crap. Wait, how many husbands do you have? Well, not my husband, not all my work. You know sorry. what I mean? I all my so. men. Good one. <laughs> uh, all my husbands. But um, to answer your question, I have zero. <laughs> Anywho. I'm just here. Uh, sorry to throw you off. Well, that's okay. So I kind of deemed it like the women's, the wife starter pack. And it was a stretch blazer, a pair of custom jeans. Um, and then a pattern blazer or something that was more pigmented and colored that they could wear out, um, to fun dinners or like a black blazer. So I started working with a lot of the wives and honestly just grew. And what I've learned with working with women is women like to talk about their clothing more. They like to refer me more and they like to buy more men are very analytical purchasers. And so they're like, okay, Sterling, it's great to see you. I need one blue suit. I need three shirts. I need two pants. I need one jean and I need one polo. And I come in, I'm like, well, what do you, you need me here for? If you already knew what you wanted. With women, we, we buy what we like and we love to see different ways to wear it. And I have been purposefully creating clothing for myself that I can show how women to wear socially. 
So my velvet blazers with my black leather shorts, my um, white jacket with my jeans, my uh, I started making wedding suits for women because that is something super trending right now is at the rehearsal dinner, a woman in an all white suit that's just extremely flattering and powerful and um, so, and then on top of that, my tuxedos for women, I had so many of my guy clients call me and be like, I need to get my wife one of those women's tuxedos. That was the best thing I've ever seen on my, on my LinkedIn scrolling today. I'm like, I know it's amazing. Wow. Um, but there's something that is the pandemic caused people to appreciate quality. Um, I, I believe anyways, at least it's shown that in my business, mm-hmm. um, be more willing to invest in a person with a service versus like shopping. I know that I won't go to a shopping mall. Like I love clothing and I refuse to go into a department store. Um, and when I find something I like, I just use that as my kind of motivation and I make it for myself or my inspiration. And I make it the best way I can that I can share with other people. So yeah, you know, work with women is amazing. <laughs> the last couple of times I've been to a shopping mall, it sucked. It really was bad. Horrible, it's getting so exactly. bad. I, I, so like bad. it's just brutal. It's brutal. There's nothing in people. And I feel like maybe this is a mindset thing for me, but I feel like customer service has dwindled so much where I was like ambassador level with the Nordstrom car. And I, you know, I would walk in and I felt like they rolled the red carpet out for me. Mm-hmm. I have my personal shopping person have my dressing room filled with clothing now. And there's not the same level of um, customer service these days. And so when you find someone like myself or you know, I just bought this house. And so when I find my, you know, you find your people and you attach to them and you become extremely loyal. And most of my clients get everything from me, from their casual wear. I sell bathing suits and undershirts and underwear. I sell everything, luggage. So they like having one person, both men and women to come Mm -hmm. for, come to for all their, all their needs. Yeah. That's super cool. So I know we're pushing up on time and I know you're a busy woman with a tight schedule. So, um, want to be respectful of that, but I also want to get to the final question before we do. Um, tell us a little bit about Tom James, just the history and a little bit more about, uh, what all they do. Okay. So, um, for those who don't know, and they've probably heard the name through passing because we have been around for 50 plus years. We were founded in 1966 in Nashville out of a single store. I always like to tell the story. My founder of the, of the company passed in 2017. Um, but he was, an extreme businessman. He was extremely wealthy. He would knew, you know, he just had this great, um, business mentality. He was successful at almost everything he did. And Tom James is part of the Southwestern companies, which a lot of people are familiar with. Um, but he, he was going to start a new business and it was either going to be custom clothing that came to you, or it was going to be like frozen food delivery, like Schwann's man, Schwann man. And I'm like, thank goodness he went the clothing out. <laughs> um, but he started the company under extreme principles. We've got amazing foundations um, for you know, our company. And, our, and we always say we're principally based and um, kind of our model of our company is we build people and the people build the business. Mm-hmm. And so really, really big on personal development. But we are headquartered in Nashville, as I said, we manufacture in the States and we're also the vertically the only vertically integrated custom clothing company in the world that operates at the level that we do. So that's one of my key takeaway points too, or whenever I meet someone new is I'm like, we don't have the supply chain issue that a lot of other retailers are dealing with because we own the whole process and we manufacture here. Wow. Um, yeah. And so we have about 500 sales reps all over the world. We're in London, Australia, 
um, Germany. We had one in Abu Dhabi, but I don't think anymore. So we're global. Mm -hmm. Um, and before the pandemic, we did, we were half a billion dollar company and we are outpacing that this year. We we will outpace that this year. So the pandemic was something that it was so hard whenever we were going through it, but our company has come out way ahead. And it's been amazing to see the trajection, the growth, the, our stock prices booming and, and the way our company really um, took care of us and supported us throughout the entire time. But That's yeah, awesome. so we help, cool. we help men, yeah, men and women on everything from suits all the way to casual wear and kind of everything in between. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So if y'all aren't following Sterling, on LinkedIn, Sterling Warner, W-O-E-R-N-E-R, on Instagram, at Sterling Sells Suits. Got to go follow her. She shared some huge wisdom on this show. So if you haven't been exposed to any of this or if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe, keep her in mind, reach out to her, go back and listen to this episode. Tons of tips for you to build your wardrobe out. Sterling, one of the things I always love to ask our guests, and it's one of the reasons I started Go Lead Everything, was I had this uh, perspective I got from Gary Vaynerchuk. You may know Gary. Of course, um, yeah. He's not wearing suits, but... Uh, <laughs> mean he shouldn't. Right, right. He, uh, he shares this perspective just about how you might have like one picture of your great-grandpa or something like that. And wouldn't it be cool if you had a library of videos or uh, of interviews that your grandpa did with cool people from you know hundreds of years ago, or your great great grandpa, or whoever. And so it kind of opened my mind to you know I could sit down and do this podcast, and my great 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 grandchildren might be seeing their great 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 grandpa talking to their great aunt Sterling or or whatever, yeah. you know. So it's great, you don't know who's going to see it down the road, right? right? So. Mm-hmm. Knowing that and understanding how fast the world's changing, fashion's always changing, what what do you want to leave with the future generations today? Um, I think there are some simple truths that we can hold as fact and hold as like, you know, carry into the generations after us. And that the number one thing is people remember you. People, your first impression is everything. Your first impression opens up so many doors for you down the way. And people are watching and they are listening. Um, And so I always lead with kind of my best, if I'm going to, if today's my last day and, and I want to be remembered and I want to be, you know, known for something, what will that be? Well, I want to know, be known for how I carry myself, how my appearances, how I make people feel and things like that. And luckily dress and clothing is a part of that. And I get to kind of incorporate that into my daily life and in the lives of all my clients. I love it. I love it. It's important and people maybe don't prioritize it like they should or could. And, uh, you know, it's something that I think if you really want to go lead everything and if you're part of the GLE network listening right now and you haven't really put a lot of thought into your appearance and how you present yourself as you carry yourself around, as you work on your personal brand on social Mm -hmm. media, you know, these things really matter. And like you said, the first impression matters most because people pass that judgment and decide, you know, what they think of you with in literally microseconds after meeting yeah. you based on how you look and how you carry yourself. And so Absolutely. Uh, great advice, Sterling. Well, Thank I have you a question so for you. Actually. Yeah. Ask away. So we just talked about how you're about 10 pounds above your goal weight. Oh, I think it would be a really cool, you know, follow up to this podcast. It'd be, we should make you something. 
I should come over, get you measured. We can maybe do a couple snip, snippets and film it. And then we can, the people can see, the GLE network can see the benefit of going custom. For the I like time. it. I like it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Okay, cool. I've been I've been talking to my wife about it, so we're, we'll uh, let's we'll get set her to measure up. tube, stretch blazers and jeans. There you go. There you go. And I promise, if you do the follow up next time, I won't wear gym shorts. With Is it my okay? I don't want to show you my gym shorts I'm wearing right now. Too. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Sterling, for coming on. We'll have to set it up. Look forward to doing it, and uh, thank you for making time for this and sharing your wisdom with the GLE Network. Perfect. Awesome. Hey, everybody, if you're listening out there, have a great day and go lead everything. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content, please share it and send them over to GoLeadEverything.com to learn more. It has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time. Go lead everything.